We need to focus on our people first before we focus on our profit. And the key with this is really making sure that we have our processes and our people are in alignment. There is power behind having the right people in place and having the right processes in place. Welcome to the C-Suite Mentor, the place where you will learn the tools, strategies, and mindset to scale your business sustainably and build a lasting legacy. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. As a fellow CEO, I understand what it takes to scale a business to seven and multiple eight figures. It's not necessarily what you might think. It requires a complete shift in how you think, strategize, and execute key actions in your business. My mission is to help CEOs step back into the driver's seat of their business by optimizing their operations, empowering their team, and staying in total alignment with their big vision. So are you ready to exchange everything that hasn't worked for strategies that will? You're in the right place. So let's go. Creating value versus just focusing on sales is the topic we're going to be talking about today. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back for another week, another episode of the C-Suite Mentor Podcast. I'm so, so, so happy that you're here. I have been focusing a lot on things that we need to do differently, strategic actions that we need to take in 2024, and this episode goes right along with it. For so long, people were doing things the same way that they've always done them. For so long, there was a culture of people were, all they wanted, consumers, all they wanted was they just wanted the result that something gave them. And all businesses wanted was they just wanted to just focus on sales and they just drove revenue like crazy. Well, things are different now. And if you listen to, let's see here, two podcasts ago, I think, Uh, where we talked about strategic actions, we need to start thinking and acting differently and showing up more authentically in our business. It is going to be extremely key for this year. Well, not only this year, but even moving forward. So as I've done in previous episodes, I am going to give you seven things that we are going to be talking about today for how you can focus on or what you need to do on creating value in your business. And I don't, it's not necessarily even value, but I want to say it's depth. I always like to tell my clients, I work with a lot of retail clients, um, and I always like to say, instead of going wider and shallower, we want to go narrower and deeper. So, Yes, this is value that we're creating, but I look at it more that we are creating depth, authentic depth, and staying true to our core first and foremost before we focus on driving sales, driving revenue, and focus on the numbers game. Because yes, it is important. We do want to have revenue. But if you've heard me talk before, profit is more important than revenue because we want to be profitable at the end of the day. But also, again, businesses had gotten stuck on, and even today, a lot of corporate businesses are stuck on the revenue game. They only focus on driving sales, 
having more sales come in, having more revenue come in, and they forget about that depth that we want to create in our business. And I, for me, again, that depth, what it has to do with is humanizing our business. So if we can focus on humanizing our business first, before we focus on solely just driving sales into our business, the goals and objectives and even the sales that we create, they are going to be filled. They're going to have that substance to it. They're going to have that that fulfillment behind it instead of just driving towards something that is empty. And like I said, what this comes down to when we talk about creating this depth, creating this value for various people in our business, that is what I like to call or I believe in is humanizing business. We focus on humanizing business first before we focus on that external piece. And this aligns with, I like to say, we build businesses from the inside out, not the outside in. So starting with our people. Well, really starting with the CEO first. But the seven things that we're going to talk about in this episode are, number one, and you can remember this um, from my previous podcast episode, you need to have a people-centric focus. So that's going to be number one. Number two, be curious about how your business and the world runs. Number three, innovate, don't operate, which I've been saying this a lot lately. A friend of mine was like, oh my God, she's like, I love that. And she like wrote it down, stuck it on a sticky note and it's at her her computer. So number four, know your customer. Number five, goals are important, but you got to focus on this instead. Number six, build a connection plan. And number seven, you have to be the captain of your ship. So let's start with number one and let's break it down. So the people-centric focus. This is where I go back to, we need to focus on our people first before we focus on our profit. And the key with this is really making sure that we have our processes and our people are in alignment. There is power behind having the right people in place and having the right processes in place. And when we do this and how this ends up humanizing business, because if you've heard me talk about and teach how to design and develop standard operating procedures and processes in your business, I relate it back to it is all about human connection. How do we connect people together to do something? Okay. So when we have that balance between the right people in our business and we look at that and say, how can we make their life better by developing the right processes, we have extreme alignment because the processes, those are how the business operates, okay? That is the structure. That is the walls that create the house. The people having the right people in place, that is what fills the house with energy. So when we have those two things in alignment, that's when there's a lot of synergy, there's a lot of flow. You've heard me talk about being in a flow state, and that's when we're able to make the business run a lot smoother. So when we are looking at having the right people in place, if we're hiring people or we're retaining in people, we want to look at who do we have in certain roles 
And are they the right people? Do they have the right people skills, the right human skills to fill that role for what the business needs? We also want to look at the processes that we're developing, the people that we're putting into these specific places. And we want to say to ourselves, are our core values intertwined, like woven throughout the fabric of what we're building inside the business so that it carries it outside the business? And many times over, I've seen business owners and leaders create these things in a vacuum. So I've seen, and I've seen it a lot with corporate companies, they core values, they put them there. It is like their, you know, decree or their, what is it, core d'esprit or whatever it's called. <laughs> their like mantra, but it's empty because it doesn't carry down into how the business actually functions. And it also doesn't carry down to how they work with and connect with and develop their people. So they create that in a vacuum. Same thing with standard operating procedures and processes. They create these things in a vacuum based on what they think needs to happen versus having conversations, open conversations with their team to say what makes the most sense here. Like what's working, what's not working, and we really value your opinion. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, if you strip everything else away, your team is the absolute most important, A, they're the most important stakeholder, and B, they are the most important thing to really make things work. You could have the worst processes in like ever, but if you have the right people in place, you'll always be able to fix that. You could have the best processes ever, but if you have the worst people in place, forget it. Everything is going to fall down. And if you have both, if you have the worst processes and the worst people, well, you got problems. So we want to make sure that our people are in the forefront of everything, developing these processes and how the business works, making sure that they understand the core values in the business and how they fit into the bigger picture. And we really want to make sure that we have that, and this is the whole building from the inside out. We wanna have this in front of absolutely everything that we do. We build from the inside out, not the outside in. And that starts with us as the CEO showing up differently, which we'll talk about in one of these points, but also then how we connect with our team. And the challenges that we face and as a leader, being able to look at these challenges and say, being vulnerable enough to say, we're gonna get through this. Like we don't have the answers to everything, but we're gonna get through this. We're going to focus on developing our people we're going to focus on, you know, building these plans out and whatever. And that is going to carry forward like the best. And really in between all of those struggles, success, you know, or in between, I should say, in between all of the good times, that's where success is found. It's stepping stones along the way. And when we make our people, when we develop our people and we get the right people in place, it helps to make those stepping stones 
a lot easier to cross over. So number one, people-centric focus. Number two, and this is something I've been talking about a lot lately, be curious about how your business runs, but also be curious about what's happening in the world. So I talk about this in the case of looking at our business because a lot of business owners, they look at things and they say, well, we've always done it this way. I have a client that I was working with yesterday who had uh, some turnover with two key people in the organization, people who weren't necessarily aligned with the vision and the mission of the business and really did cause a lot of issues. Um, so we're looking at how can we, you know, how are we going to build a transition plan to go from, you know, the role that these two people filled to opening up, you know, two new roles for two new people to fill those, those positions. And what I said to them was, you know, you would be foolish, number one, to not approach this time and situation and say, how can we make things better? To really take this time to put forth some positive changes into the organization. But when challenges like this happen, people either want to do nothing and stick their head in the sand or they want to freak out and say, oh my God, what are we going to do? We don't know what to do. Very few people will look at it and say, okay, what do we need to learn from this? And then what resources do we have now? And how can we put a plan together so that we can, number one, make improvements and number two, move forward? So being curious about how your business runs, you are consistently looking at what is happening in your business from people you buy from to how, again, those processes, how processes are developed and are they connecting people or are they separating them out or are they separating people? Um, are they bringing people together or are they separating them? Are they bringing our customers together with us or are they separating us? So looking at how things run, plus also being curious and saying, hmm, I like the way that this industry handles this thing. I like how they develop their people or I like how they communicate new offers or I like, and then saying, how can we take that concept and implement it back into our business again to make things better? And this is what I like to say, diversification in our business is going to be so key when it comes to staying curious about what's happening. Staying curious and saying, hmm, this situation is happening in our economy. How are some people taking this challenge or this situation or even this opportunity and how are they using it to better their business or how are they using it to generate more revenue? So we always want to say, you know, how can we partner with people better? Diversification. How can we buy better product, better, more high quality product at a lesser cost? Diversification. So we always want to be curious about how our business is running, how the world works, and how can we bring those two things together to make things better. Constantly challenging ourselves and saying, hmm, this is the way that we do it today. But maybe we can make someone's life easier. Maybe we can make someone feel better if we shorten the steps for how we're getting from point A to point B with whatever it is that we're doing, but make a greater impact on them. An example, my one client has a restaurant and they make homemade French fries. And in our conversation, we were talking about, it takes a lot of time to prep French fries. 
because they cut them, they hand cut them themselves with this, I mean, it's this gadget that's on the wall and they have to chop all these potatoes, but it takes a long time and nobody likes doing it because if you've ever tried to cut a potato that's raw, it's hard, right? So when you put this thing in the machine, when you put the potato in the machine and you pull the lever down, you got to really be strong and pull it down and people have gotten hurt. It's mundane as all heck. Could you imagine? And and they're talking, I mean, somebody has to has to chop up 300 pounds of potatoes. It's a lot of freaking potatoes. Um, and then they go through this whole process of what they do with it from there. So when we sat there and we looked at something so simple as prepping potatoes for french fries, what we looked at was, okay, this is what happens in, there's five key steps, five key milestones to a final French fry. So looking at each milestone, how can we get from milestone A to milestone B in this process, making it simpler for the person that's actually executing the task? And that goes back to being people-centric, looking at it and saying, we don't want to just, you know, say to say to the person that's cutting the French fries, cutting the potatoes, oh, you just need to deal with it, like put a Band-Aid on your finger and away you go. Like, no, we care about our people. We care about, we want them to enjoy what they're doing, want them to be part of it because the person that's chopping the French fries is part of creating that amazing customer experience, right? So looking at it and saying, how can we make this better? And this goes along with point number three, which is innovate, don't operate. We constantly want to, because innovation, I don't care who you are, innovation should be one of your core values. It's one of my core values. I know a lot of people, it's one of their core values. And it's not just, again, if we go back to point one, it's not just about saying innovation is our core value, but actually taking that and implementing it back into the business. So if we use the example about the French fries, looking at it and saying, how can we innovate this process? What we ended up coming up with was... Maybe we need to get pre-cut potatoes from our major purveyor that would simplify the process from to get them from point A to point B with the rest of the this prep that has to be done. It's like a two-day prep. It's crazy. But constantly looking at it and saying, not just saying our core value is innovation, but actually taking that innovation and implementing it back into absolutely everything that we do. And this is a key, key, key differentiator between successful businesses that are profitable and businesses that might be successful from a revenue standpoint, but they're not profitable, is that they look at ways to innovate instead of just operating the business. And that goes for how the business runs, but this also goes for how the CEO shows up. The CEO and even the leadership team need to constantly be innovating. They need to constantly be driving that vision forward, being curious about how the business runs, making sure that they are connecting people together instead of just being in the weeds and being an operator. There are specific people in the organization that will be operators, but it shouldn't be the CEO and leadership team. They are the people that will innovate. They are the people that will project manage. They are the people that will help the operators to understand what it is that they need to do so that they can then go ahead and execute. So we want to make sure that we are always innovating and not operating and that that innovation 
that word innovation and that concept and that belief really needs to be interwoven in absolutely everything that you do. Again, it should be a core value. And if it's not, you might want to think about making it one. And if you make it one, or if it is one, you absolutely need to make sure that it is interwoven in absolutely everything that you do. So number four, know your customer, but even more important, talk to them. Take time. When you take time, one of the key core human desires is that need for connection, that need to be heard, that need to build meaningful relationships. So as a business owner, as leaders, even, you know, no matter who you are, when you spend time talking to your customers, when you can, you know, call them by name, when you know a little bit about them, when you spend time, when you, I mean, I was on the phone with a client today and somebody walked into their store and they were like, hey, hey, you know, and they, I heard them talking to the person and I said, you know what, call me back later. And I, you know, because I wanted to give them that time and space to go have that conversation with the customer. You spending time with people, and this is all about part of creating an amazing digital customer experience, which is a whole other topic in itself. But when you spend time talking to your customer, that is where the gold is found. You will find out what they like, you know, things that are frustrating to them in your industry, but also things that you might do that maybe need some improvement. You will also be able to find out like, what are their desires for stuff? What are things that they you know, that they truly, really care about. And this goes along with, remember I said, we need to pay attention to what's happening in the world, look at other industries, what inspires you in other industries, and then looking for ways to incorporate that back into your business. You might be having a conversation with a customer and they might start talking about, oh, you know, I I went and got my hair done and they, you know, had this like service that you could do where, you know, they give you wine and maybe some chocolate and maybe, you know, they, you got to watch, um, you know, Hulu or whatever. And when you're just having conversations about things, just regular conversations, it might not even be about your business, but just about what's going on in their life in general, you might draw inspiration and it happens every single time, every single time when you're just having these general conversations and you're just generally interested in someone's life and what they're doing, inspiration will come from it absolutely every single time. And this is, we always want to be learning. We always want to be looking for new inspiration, but also looking for opportunities to come up absolutely anywhere at any time. Most people don't look for the opportunities. They don't look for those learnings. They're just kind of walking around doing their thing. But in order to create value, we want to be genuinely interested in someone's life, what they're doing, because from there, when we have conversations, true conversations, and we build those relationships, we're able to glean so much insight for things that we could build, things that we could develop, even like just how we could just run our business better. So know your customer, and talk to them. Number five, goals are important, but the thing that we want to focus on even more is what is the desire behind each goal? What 
is the reasoning, the why behind the things that we want to accomplish. I know a lot of people who set New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people who set goals. And when I've asked the question, why is it that you want to achieve this goal? Like, what is the reasoning behind this? Like, why'd you pick this goal? And many times, I think more often than not, they really can't explain that deep desire behind what it is that they want to accomplish. And when we have a clear understanding about the desire, that's when we are able to align that desire with the goals, the things that we're actually doing every single day. And then the tasks that we're doing every single day that support the goals, that support the desire. What happens is the desire, we have on one end desire, and we have on the other end, the success that we're looking to achieve. We have those goals like that we're looking to achieve. And in between there, we have intention. We have alignment. So we have alignment between our desires and we have alignment between those goals, what success means. And when we have intention in things that we're doing, we are able to just kind of get everything energetically, physically, task-oriented. We get everything into alignment and that's how we're able to accomplish more things in a short amount of time. You know, you've heard... Um, We underestimate what we're able to accomplish in a year and overestimate what we're able to accomplish in a day. So if we look at, okay, what is the desires that we're looking to do this year? What are those, the why behind it? What are those things that we really desire that we want in our life? And then we can align our goals. So for me, you know, one of my big things is, is to like, I really desire to reach more people and to really, you know, be an expert in this area of operations and leadership. And, and part of that, a big goal that I have that then aligns with that is, and to reach 10,000 small businesses to really help them to achieve their dreams. But the goal that then goes along with it is writing my book. Or the goal that it goes along with it is launching this new program that I want to launch or launching this new lead magnet that I want to launch. Um, it's a 29-day challenge. So we want to have our be clear on what our desires are, and then we align our goals to it. And when we do that, when we're clear on, we're not just setting goals and saying, I want to make a million dollars, but when we actually have those desires that completely com- create that harmony between the two, that's when we have more fulfillment. That's when, again, we're able to achieve things faster. And that's when we, you know, we really have these, we have these meaningful pursuits in life and we're not just randomly trying to get stuff done. And then when we also do that, that's how we're taking, we're not just thinking about ourselves but we're also thinking about a difference that we want to make, about being intentional with our life and not just leaving life to randomness. There's a big difference there. So we want to make sure that we focus on what is is it that we desire and how does this goal align with it? So number six, and I've talked about this many, many times over, but I'm bringing it up again because it's a big thing, but we want to build a connection plan. 
with all of our stakeholders. So our stakeholders, I look at our stakeholders as number one, first and foremost, our employees, number two, our vendors, and number three, our community, okay? And our customers. So that's number four, excuse me. Um, (laughs) So, but more important, we also want to make sure that we have those other three, that we have connection plans for the other three so that we are consistently connecting with them and communicating. So how are we connecting with them? What kinds of things are we doing for them that will appeal to something that is important to them? How are we then communicating this out so that they understand what's happening? And this is important, not just in good times, but when there are challenges in a business and there are structural changes and there are things that need to happen in order to save the integrity of the business, communicating and connecting with people during those times become even more important. And just being transparent as far as what's happening, what's being done so far, and what kind of future are you looking to create? So we want to make sure that we build a connection plan again for each one of our stakeholders. I talk a lot about customer connection plans and how our marketing plays into that and social media, but more important, we need to make sure that we have a connection plan. How are we developing our employees? How are we making sure that they have a path, like a career path? They enter in one role, and if they desire to continue to develop, great. If not, how can we continue to develop and you know, make them happy, really? Like, how can we make them happy? and have them do the work that needs to be done to feed the business. So making sure that we are building that, even with our vendors, how can we build a connection plan with them so we're constantly, you know, they understand what's happening with us. We understand what they have to offer and we're consistently communicating those expectations and needs that each has so that we can build that reciprocity relationship that we have. So... Number seven, this is a big one. Number seven, learn how to take bold action and make bold moves. And what does this mean? So there are a lot of leaders in this world, lots and lots and lots of leaders, but there aren't very many captains. And I worked with um, someone a couple years ago, Bo Eason, and he talks a lot about, because I worked with him in learning how to speak, learning how to tell my story. And he talks a lot about this captaincy and what it means. And really, it means to take full ownership of your dream. It means to take full ownership of who you are and draw that inspiration of what you want to do from what you believe inside about yourself. And when we align that and, and really captain your ship, and it's not just captain your business, but even further than that, it's really captaining your life and taking ownership and accountability for the things that are happening and how you're showing up and also how you are navigating through these challenges. Are you being intentional or are you just leaving things to random, randomness and chance? So when we look at that, and we say, okay, we want to be the captain of the ship. That's how we can, and we are really connected to who we are authentically, who we are as a captain, as a leader. 
When we do that, we can start to make bold moves in our business to be able to look at things and say, okay, here's who I am authentically. And here's how I'm showing up. And here's what the business is authentically. So we can look at it, especially in times of challenge, we can look at it and say, what is the next bold move we need to take to make this business even more authentic and connect with who I am as a CEO even more authentically? And I think that is the biggest thing that I know in the past I've had challenges with, but I also think a lot of people have challenges with because we're so worried about what someone else will think. We're so worried about the consequences or the, if I do this, I'm going to lose my security. I'm going to lose my footing. If I take this bold move, you know, someone might not like it. And we end up making decisions based on external factors versus internal factors. And what happens is then everything else that happens in our business falls out of alignment. And the if I had a dime or a nickel for every single CEO that I've worked with that has come back to me and has said, I did this because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, or I did this because you know, I was afraid to make this step because I thought it would hurt the business. Or I did this because always has to do with an external circumstance or a current circumstance versus what they believe authentically about themselves and about the business. And the more we can make, take these bold actions or make these bold moves. And, you know, a bold move doesn't have to be like, oh my God, we're going to invest, you know, like $50,000 in this, a bold move could be, you know what, this department over here is not really functioning the way that we need to. So I think what we need to do is restructure this department and maybe find out what these people, like what's working, what's not working. And maybe we can restructure it into something better. Or maybe this person isn't really like, we, we have them in a role and I don't think that they're really, they have strength in that role. So let's make some changes there. So bold move doesn't have to be this big, gigantic, crazy, bold. It just has to be bold in that you're making a decision that completely brings out the authenticity of you and the business. And I think the more we take action in our businesses and in our life with an intention of really showing up fully for whatever it is that we're doing, we're going to be able to see so much success moving forward. So let's review. Number one, people-centric focus. Always, always, always. You'll hear me talk about that time and time again. Number two, be curious about how your business runs and how can you make it run better, as well as how can you draw inspiration from the outside world? Remember, diversification is key. Number three, innovate, don't operate. Make innovation a core value. Number four, know your customer and make sure that you talk to them. Number five, goals are important, but we want to focus on what our desires are first and align our goals to those desires. Number six, build a connection plan for all of your stakeholders. Stakeholders, employees, community, vendors, customers. Number seven, 
captain your ship and take bold action. So all of these things together, when we do all of these things, we create that depth in relationship. We create that authentic connection. And when we're able to do that, we have a healthier, more fulfilled business with a healthier, more fulfilled culture. And from there, result is increased visibility, increased sales, increased profitability, and even more important, that in a nutshell is how we humanize our business, which is exactly what this world needs. So I hope that this episode helped you and I would love to hear from you. I would love if you could, if you go on iTunes and you're subscribed to the show, leave me a review. Let me know what was most impactful in this episode. Maybe even let me know, like, what are some things that you want to hear about? What are some things that you're struggling with in your business? I mean, I talk to people every day, but I don't talk to you. So let me know what are things that you would like to hear about because I love learning. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly digesting information from other people. One of the things that I absolutely love to talk about is team building and not even team building, but building a healthier culture because I've worked for so many different places where the culture was terrible, terrible. And I know what it feels like to work in a culture like that. But I also know what can happen when you do have a healthy culture as a CEO and a business owner, what can happen to your business and the results that you can truly, truly achieve. So, but outside of that, I want to hear from you. So if there's something you want to hear about, let me know. But until then, until next week, have a great rest of your week and let's all take care of each other just a little bit more than we did before. Hey there, thank you so much for listening. If you found value on this show, please follow the podcast so you never, ever miss an episode. And I would love, love, love if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for me. Even better, share the show with a fellow business owner ready to step fully into their CEO leadership role. Because right now, more than ever, the world really needs next level leaders. And by the way, did you know you can text me all your questions and get real-time feedback? You absolutely can. Just text the word CEO to me at 610-215-2838 to get connected. One last goodie for you before I go. If you're ready to scale your business and have a co-creator working right by your side, My C-Suite mentor program may be perfect for you and your possible new second-in-command. Just visit thecsuitementor.com to get started.